Hey friends, welcome to a very special midweek episode of the People Are the Enemy podcast. You remember Jordy? Deux deux de très bébé? Alright, this isn't about Jordy, this is about Rachel. Because it's Rachel's chart chat number 69. And she has put together a very special Rachel's chart chat presents an analysis of the soundtrack album to the 1989 movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. No, it's cool. Jordy, I'm going to take you down now, young man. Can I fade out of this thing? Oof. That was rough. <laughs> and without any further ado, here's special mini episode number 10. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. I appreciate Andy giving me the week off because I was volunteering at Roller Derby Regionals all last weekend. But when I realized I was up to Chart Chat segment number 69, I knew I needed something nice for the listeners. So I decided to put together an analysis of the soundtrack album to the 1989 classic Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The movie was released on February 17th of 1989 and it grossed $40.4 million against a $10 million budget. The soundtrack album was released on A&M Records and it hit a peak of number 170 on the top 200 albums chart on April 22nd of 1989. I'm going to cover the songs in the order that they appear in the movie rather than the order they appear on the album. Over the opening credits, we hear the song I Can't Break Away, or sometimes it's called Breakaway, by the group Big Pig. They were an Australian band. Also, in addition to appearing on the soundtrack, this was the third single from their debut album, Bonk. It was their most successful single. It hit number one in New Zealand, number eight in Australia, number 10 in Canada, and number 60 here in the US, as well as number seven on the dance charts. The song features drums and percussion, but no guitar. I learned that Big Pig founder Olin Whiter, a drummer, was inspired by seeing a performance of Japanese taiko drumming. And I learned that this song is a cover of a Chuck Jackson original back in 1973. Up next, as Bill's stepmom Missy drives the boys back to Ted's house to get some books, we hear Dancing with the Gypsy by Tora Tora, and they were a glam metal band from Memphis, Tennessee. The name is originates either with the Japanese uh, code name for their attack on Pearl Harbor, which was Tora Tora Tora, or the Van Halen song Tora Tora. I read that their friend had made a list of a bunch of band names, and that was the one that won. Uh, they had won a local battle of the bands and then cut an independent EP, which is cassette only, and then they got signed to AM for their debut album, Surprise Attack. And this soundtrack song is not on the album, but a single from that one, Walking Shoes, did hit number 86 on the Hot 100. And I think I referred to them in the past tense, but they seem to still be together and they had released an LP in 2019. The scene where the three most important people in the world send Rufus, which is George Carlin, to help Bill and Ted. We hear the song Father Time by the group Shark Island. This is one of two songs on the soundtrack that have time in the title. And the three most important people in the world are played by Martha Davis of the Motels, Fee Waybill of the Tubes, and Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band. Shark Island is a group from L.A. They had been known as the Sharks from 79 to 85. And they put out this really cool fin-shaped single. 
In 85, they became Shark Island, and they had a development deal with A&M, and they eventually landed a deal with Epic Records. They put out their second album as Shark Island, called Law of the Order in 1989, and Wikipedia says that Axl Rose was influenced by Sharks and Shark Island frontman Richard Black's stage moves. And in addition to having two songs on the Bill & Ted soundtrack, they also had a song on the Point Break soundtrack. Um, I couldn't see any chart performance from these guys, although they are also still together and also had put out an album in 2019. And they covered uh, Depeche Mode's Policy of Truth. Next up, as Bill and Ted study at Bill's house and Bill's stepmom Missy brings them some food, we hear Dangerous, also by Shark Island. While I was researching this, I read an article on Consequence of Sound about some metal bands that mentioned Tora Tora, as well as the fact that Warrant was supposed to be on this soundtrack with a song called Game of War, but their option with A&M fell apart and it got taken off the album. It did eventually get released on a bonus track version of Cherry Pie. Next, when Bill and Ted go into the future and meet the three most important people, that is when we hear the song In Time by Robbie Robb, and some sources credit this as featuring Stevie Salas. Robbie Robb is a South African musician, songwriter, guitarist, and quote-unquote ringleader of the band Tribe After Tribe. They released one album in 85, and then the group moved to L.A. I can't say for sure that Salas is on this, but he does also appear uh, as the hands of George Carlin playing guitar at the very end, so I want to mention him here. Uh, he's a Native American musician, guitar, uh, guitarist. Uh, he, he has another song on the movie that's not appear on the soundtrack called Bad Guitar. He's sometimes credited as Stevie No Wonder Salas. And he's had a really long and varied career, and he was behind that uh, rock doc about uh, Native Americans in music biz. Uh, when Bill and Ted go to pick up Joan of Arc, as well as Genghis Khan and Abe Lincoln, you hear the song Two Heads Are Better Than One, credited to the group Power Tool, who is really uh, Matthew and Gunnar Nelson of the group Nelson. And the song is written and performed with Dweezil, Dweezil Zappa, uh, Frank Zappa's son. We also hear this one over the credits. So this was before the success they had with the group Nelson. And I read a great interview on Pop Dose with Gunner. And he says he got connected with the music supervisor from the movie, who IMDb says that's David Kirschenbaum. And he reached out via the manager. And Gunner says they thought it was, quote, the dumbest title we'd ever heard of. The song had actually been written for the first Nelson record. They did not write it specifically for the soundtrack. But they had been working with an A&R man from Geffen called John Kaladner who supposedly would not let them put this out under their names, and so they used the pseudonym of Power Tool. The chorus is very repetitive. The, the verses are fairly racy. You know, you have Ozzy and Harriet's grandsons. They're singing about getting together with two, you know, two brothers hooking up with one lady at the same time. And then, of course, they went on to have that first album did very well with two, a number one single and a top ten single. So then there's a scene where Ted's brother has taken Napoleon bowling and we hear a country song. This does not appear in the soundtrack, but I want to mention it. It's called No Right to Do Me Wrong by the group Range War, which is a side project of Lee Ving from the band Fear. This is from their album Home on the Range, which was recorded in 1985, but not released until 2017. I just thought that was interesting. You know, for a punk, supposed punk rock guy, he does a pretty great approximation of, you know, good honky-tonk country song. Up next are two, probably two of the most memorable songs apart from that uh, Two Heads. So this is the scene where uh, Napoleon goes to the water park and the song is The Boys and Girls Are Doing It by the group Vital Signs. They were an LA-based glam metal band and their website says they were unsigned at the time of being on this soundtrack. 
And uh, this song was, was released as a single from the soundtrack along with Robbie Robb's In Time. They both had CD singles and then they were together on a 7-inch single. And this song had a music video made for it, which had the obligatory scenes from the film, which debuted on the TV show Friday Night Videos, an episode hosted by George Carlin. And the video also got MTV airplay. And the band finally was able to record and release an album. And at the end of 2001, it came out in 2002. Um, another very memorable song and scene is when uh, Beethoven is at the piano store in the mall and Joan of Arc takes over the aerobics class. And that song is Play With Me by Extreme. Extreme are a hard rock and metal band from Boston and they were on the AM label. And their debut album came out in the March of 89. And Play With Me, in addition to being on this soundtrack, was the B side of their song Kid Ego and on their album. And this song is also on Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s. And Extreme would go on to have a number one hit with More Than Words and number four, Wholehearted, in 91. And then considering all the talk of Eddie Van Halen, it's maybe perhaps ironic that Gary Sharon went on to be the lead singer of Van Halen later on. And the guitarist for this group is Nuno Betancourt, and I just love that name. Of notes, around this time in the movie, the other students are giving their presentations, and one ends his with a shout of San Dimas High School Football Rules. And uh, that phrase was used as a title for a song by the group the Ataris and it first was appeared on an EP of theirs from 1998 and later saw album release on Blue Skies Broken Hearts Next 12 Exits. Pretty sweet little song if you like kind of a pop punk emo type music. So then the next big scene is Bill and Ted giving their presentation and there's two different songs from the soundtrack that are in this scene. First up is Walk Away by the group Bricklin. And this, they mostly used the instrumental part of this for the movie. They had one album on A&M. Uh, Bricklin was composed of Brian, brothers Brian and Scott Bricklin from Philadelphia, along with other musicians. And they have appeared in different groups. And they also appear on the election soundtrack as Martin's Dam. And uh, Brian seems to have gone more to the behind the scenes, working in production and engineering. As the presentation continues uh, with the Freud section, and Ted has a breakthrough. Uh, we hear the song Not So Far Away by Glenn Burtnick. Again, mostly hearing just the instrumental parts of it. Glenn Burtnick is from New Brunswick, New Jersey, and he played Paul in the Beatlemania stage show. He's a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. He had a solo albums and also was a member of Styx from 1990 to 2003. And of note is that Not So Far Away was written by Canadian rocker Tom Cochran. So then we get to the end of the movie and the final scene where Bill and Ted are playing, uh, wearing some new clothes. They finally get to wear a different wardrobe. The song behind that is In Time. And then uh, George Carlin, a.k.a. Stevie Salas, has that great solo. And then as the credits roll, we hear two heads are better than one again. Well, the soundtrack is available on Spotify and I'm guessing other platforms as well. When it came out in 89, it was released on cassette tape, album, and CD, and it's been re-released on CD as well as some special vinyl editions. And I did re-watch the movie to prepare this, and I really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. Well, thanks uh, so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Excellent stuff, as always. This has been special mini-episode 10 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. When we have a theme song... It's Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.